This is the Italian Real Estate Podcast, here to help you with the ins and outs and basics of Italian real estate presented by ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Italian Real Estate Podcast presented by ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com where you can find assistance through the purchasing process of property here in Italy from real estate experts like Marco Permunian who also happens to be an Italian attorney. Hello there, Marco, and welcome back to another episode. Thank you, Rafael. And in this episode, we wanted to talk a little bit more about some of the terminology, the practical terms that you'll need if you're wanting to relocate to Italy or purchase property here in Italy. This will be the part two follow-up to an episode that we previously released on a very similar subject, talking about some of these terms that are very important when purchasing property here in Italy. And so let's start out with the first term on our list, condominium. This is something that I know a lot of people in America will be very familiar with, but in the terms of life in Italy, what does it what does it really mean? In Italy, a condominium or con- condominio is a building that includes several units. So normally, and we can talk about that in a second, there will be like the units owned by the single owners and communal spaces that are owned in a specific percentage by by all of the people who also owns the different units in the building. So purchasing a unit in a condominium is not that different from purchasing another type of property. Though the main difference would be that when you purchase your unit within a condominium, you're also purchasing a percentage of the communal spaces. And of course, in a condominium, there is a property manager and uh, condominium rules that need to be respected by all of the owners. So the condominium rules, I'm assuming that's just basic decency towards your neighbors and not being loud and so on. Well, those would be like general rules that apply to any property, but there would be like even more specific rules in, in, in a condominium, such as the use of the communal spaces, the ability to do renovation works to change the facade, or how the assembly works, uh, how the owners also own the communal spaces. And so in short, the Regolamento Condominiale like regulates um, all of the things that potentially can have to do with a specific condominium as a whole and regarding also the specific owners. And so something that you just kind of touched on a little bit that might be worth getting into a little bit more detail would be the Assemblea Condominiale. The Regolamento, that these rules that we talked about, are approved by the Assembly, like the Assemblea Condominiale, which is basically a gathering of all of the unit owners and the property manager also participates. It is very common in Italy for the for these assemblies to be held at the office of the property manager of the Amministratore Condominiale. And during the assemblies, you discuss like potential renovation works, you discuss uh, potential changes to the rules, you discuss um, people like, for example, that don't pay the common charges, uh, possible remedies, you can uh, replace the property manager. So the assemblea is the gathering where you decide, where you take the important decisions regarding, related to the building. And so something that I I would assume is connected with this would be the administratore condominio. Yes, the administratore di condominio, the property manager, is someone who is not a property owner. 
and yes, it's normally someone who manages manages but not necessarily different condominiums but that's very common and normally the title of this person is like surveyor or like someone who has uh, who has like the necessary knowledge to uh, hold like these gatherings and you can basically also communicate to the property manager outside of these gatherings if you are experiencing issues with your own, own unit or with other uh, property owners within your building. And going back into something maybe more related to what we spoke about in the last episode about the purchasing of the property, um, what is this term that comes up quite often, fiducione? In some cases, the landlord will require the new tenant, so someone who wants to sign up for a lease, to provide a fiducione from the bank, meaning the bank would guarantee that you pay the rent. So if the if you don't pay the rent, the the owner can use the fiducione that you obtained from the bank. It's not necessary for you to to have it, but some property owners could request it in some specific cases. So in short, the fiducione is a contract between the tenant and the bank through which the bank agrees to guarantee your debts in the case that you don't pay your debts, meaning you don't pay the rent. And something that goes more into the area of residing in the property that you purchase, what is a comune? A comune in Italian is a municipality, so it it is a town that has a mayor and a town hall. It could be just a town or a few villages attached to a town where the town also has jurisdiction over the villages. And in Italy, when you use the word comune, you could also be referring to actually the municipal offices like town hall. So a lot of people refer to the comune as the town hall rather than the town. And so this is something that ends up becoming very necessary to go um, and visit during the process of purchasing um, when making registrations. But when it comes to the term residenza, how does this come into play? Residenza means residency, which means being registered as a resident of the population of a specific town. So in Italy, when you, when you reside in Italy, you should be registered as a resident of one specific municipality. And when you move from one municipality to the other, you should change your residency from the first municipality to the second. Even if, if you don't do it, there are no consequences, but you are supposed to do it. And being registered with a specific municipality actually gives you benefits because you can enroll in the national healthcare system. You can uh, vote uh, through the municipal offices. Um, you can apply for an ID card, which you can't do if you don't reside in a specific um, town. So everybody who resides in Italy should be registered at a specific municipality. And another term that comes up with this uh, is the controllo. Residenza, which is something that for Americans especially can be a very strange concept. Yes, so when you register with the population of a uh, specific municipality, the local police, the municipal police, normally uh, shows up at your house within 45 days to verify whether you reside in the property where you declared that, that you 
we're going to be residing. So they actually show up potentially multiple times. And unless there are reasons for them to be suspicious, they normally check you during the first 45 days. So from when you formally establish residency in a specific town, they have 45 days to check one time or multiple times if you reside in, in a specific property. And one other idea, just kind of connecting this to things that may be a little bit different from people who are coming outside of Italy, um, is the idea in Italy about some properties being protected here. Do you want to maybe quickly go into that and what that can entail? There are some types of properties in some specific areas where like you cannot really like make changes to the property, like to the facade for example or you have limited options when it comes to making changes but that depends on the area um, there are some certain areas where like these type of properties are more common and an area where like this is not very common and for instance if you wanted to change like for example the color of the facade uh, in some cases there would be like for example like very limited options very limited colors that you could uh, choose from which were determined beforehand by the local government. I think we've covered a lot of ground here today, and I think that's been quite informative to get through, um, especially this idea of um, some of these aspects, which are a little bit different for those of us who are coming from outside of Italy, who are thinking about uh, residing here in Italy and coming to live here, make a life here. So thank you very much, Marco, for uh, all of the information, all this valuable information. Of course, if you are looking for assistance from Marco and the rest of the team at italianrealestatelawyers.com, you can go to their website and contact them there. Or of course, you can leave leave a comment down below this video and we may be able to answer it in a future upcoming video. And if you'd like to see more content about moving to Italy, life in Italy, living in Italy as an expat or living in Italy as a dual citizen, I also make videos on my own YouTube channel, youtube.com slash And of course, for more content about dual citizenship and other videos about Italian real estate, you can subscribe to this channel where there is a great little library of content to refer to. Of course, as always, this is Marco Permunian, and I'm Rafael Di Furia, and we will see you all next time. Later. Thank you. Bye.